Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me as always, the K-Man, Chippenham's finest. Good morning. How are you, mate? Morning, Steve. Morning, Steve. Um, not too bad. As I, as I always seem to say, actually, just not too bad. Um, yeah, pretty good, actually. Let's just let's check. Let's mix it up a little bit. I mean, we just had bank holiday, didn't we? Which is always a winner. And I always, always forget how great this time of year is for bank holidays. You get two on the bounce. You know, there's a few short weeks for me being a Monday to Friday lad. So, do you know what? Mood's, mood's pretty peaky. Um, Arsenal obviously helping, right? Peaky for a Tuesday, right? And that's a glorious yeah. shirt. That's a glorious shirt you're wearing there. Is that the what, Adidas 91, 92? Mm, I think it's 90, 92 Adidas home shirt. Adidas Originals home shirt. You got to call it the Originals because of the old is that school. A, is that a remake or? It is a remake. Yeah, I'll be honest. I can't fit into my one. This would have been, to be fair, this is the first Arsenal shirt I ever owned. I would have been around four years old when this came out. So those of you can do your quick math and figure out how old I am, old enough. Uh, but yeah, first Arsenal shirt I ever owned. So when it came out, yeah, it, it hit the uh, hit the nostalgia vibes for me pretty hard. Nice. I've just gone for a a grey a grey t shirt because you know big baggy Kanye West t shirt that looks like to me big mate. baggy <laughs> big and baggy. It's the way forward, mate. Um, yeah. How how was your bank holiday weekend? Yeah, decent. Um, I mean, it was kind of one of those frustrating, frustrating Irish weather weekends. You know, we love talking about the weather, mate. This is what we do best. Um, but you know, when it's just been, we had lovely like weather all last weekend. Sunshine was unbelievable. Saturday came around. What was it doing? Pacing down with rain. Literally just free. It was cold, wet, miserable. Saturday and Sunday. Yesterday was what I would call a vanilla day. Very overcast. Little bit muggy. That's about it. Um, so look, couldn't do too much outdoorsy stuff, uh, but did end up having a nice uh, barbecue yesterday with some friends up in Dublin, which was a uh, good crack, mate. So what about you? Obviously, I know a little bit of what you got up to because uh, you love to keep me in the loop. Uh, well, actually, we both do, really, don't we? We keep each other in the loop. But for the listeners, what did you go to the weekend, Steve? Yeah, just just for the record. I really I mean, built that I mean, up, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like we, we, we probably speak once or twice a day and it's it, it goes as far as... You had a good day? Yeah, you? Yeah, sound. <laughs> yeah, That's a deep check in to make sure. Yeah, we make sure. Are you alive? Anyway. On the railway, bank holidays don't exist. We just work all the way through. So I work Saturday mm. and I work Monday. Um, so I was quite happy that the weather was, was terrible, to be fair, because I've got I've yeah. got a four-day weekend. I've got a four-day weekend this week. So Lovely hopefully stuff. a bit nicer. Um, but no, it was it was all right, mate. Went to the zoo, saw some giraffes. Oh, yeah. You had, a giraffe, a you? you had a giraffe. You had a giraffe. Leicester had a fucking giraffe, didn't they? Christ. Um, but uh, I don't really, I did watch the football as well. We went to the in-laws, had a cheeky roast because it's cheeky. I did think and, it uh, was what... when you posted that story, it was just, you, you know, because obviously I knew you were going to the zoo and then you were like, I was like, oh, are you watching the game? You said, yeah, watch it in the pub. And then you posted a picture of a TV and I was like, that's not a fucking pub, is it? Well, we were going to go out and then Steph's parents weren't like, giving us some furniture. You know how it goes. They were like, do you want this furniture? Come and get it. And we were like, all right. And they were like, we're going to do a roast. And Look, I said, that's if, fine. Can I watch the football? That's a great combination, mate. If anyone's offering me a free roast dinner, fuck knows what I've got going on that day, if anything, on there. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't turn down a free roast dinner. Mm. Uh, it's just, it is up there, mate. It's one of the most elite meals in the world. It is. I mean, if you had to offer me, what would I eat every day for the rest of my life? I'd probably go roast beef dinner with all the trimmings fantastic isn't it it's, it's immense 
It is immense. How does it, how does it kind of uh, line up in Ireland? Is it sort of same thing, sort of thing? Oh, we, yeah. I mean, look, England, Ireland, mate, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, it's much the same. We're very similar cuisines, language, you know. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, we all love football over here. You know, the amount of Irish people that come over and watch all the football, it's the same, mate. It's just a slightly different accent. And you and, can't get uh, a kebab. God, look, don't, why? Why do you have to bring that up? I was in a, in a, in a really good mood this morning. Um, and I didn't get a kebab when I was back home, actually, would you believe? Did you not? No, I was really gutted. I mean, this is, uh, you know what I'm like, man. As I said, I'm a bit of a bougie bitch. And I had it in my head. Because, you know, um, and it's been a long time since I travelled through Paddington. As you know, I was travelling back to the West Country. And I had it in my head that I was just going to pick up some sushi. Because there used to be a yo sushi in Paddington Station. Uh, and I was going to eat that on the way back. Which meant I didn't get the kebab after the game. Did you mean, you mean a... wasabi, right? There's a wasabi there. Yeah, but it used to be yo. Yeah, now it is. Um, look, at, it, look at look at us with our train knowledge, train, train knowledge. station. Pete, this is this is what the listeners sign up for, right? In it, away day. Well, how many away days do we do down to the West Country? None. Fucking none, actually. What down? I mean, would we count Southampton? But you wouldn't go down, you know, Paddington Way. You'd be going out somewhere else, wouldn't you? Yeah. But there we go. Yeah, we'll, we'll just leave train knowledge there for me. Jesus, we'll get Francis. What's his name? Bourgeois. Francis, on the podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> he is fantastic um anyway moving, moving on. on we should probably talk about the football um because that's what we're here to do so we're just jumping to west ham yeah uh we talked in the pre-match point little plug there if you want to go back and listen to it why not you can if you like um it was a must win wasn't it even more so when leicester capitulated and it really sort of put the pressure on but you know, we got the job done. It wasn't a pretty game, I think, for the neutral. If you're a neutral, you'd probably say, I want that hour and a half of my life back. It was it was pretty it was pretty boring, wasn't it, to be fair? Um, yeah. Let's, let's kind of have a, have a look at the lineup. We talked on last week about our predictions. And we and with this Arsenal team, you're always about 90% there, aren't you? There's, there's only a few changes. Um, and we had a conversation, would he bring Tommy back in, which he did. And then we talked about whether he'd go Cedric or Tav- um, Tavares. Um, and then obviously Eddie or, or Lacazette. Um, so I'll, I'll hand it over to you. What were your thoughts on that 11? I mean, look, it's kind of pretty much as I went for, I think, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought that, you know, Eddie done enough up top to keep his position. Um, he just gives us a little bit more than what Lacazette does, um, which is mad, isn't it, really? Like, who would have thought if I can start the season that we'd be having a conversation, you know, at the end, tail end of this season for a Champions League running that, and catches the one who's has all the strikers we had available at the start of the season. He's the one who's given us a bit more than anybody else. Now, look, one of them's not there anymore. But yeah, I think, you know, he, he's got legs, mate, for a start. And he's got some pace. Um, and he can mix it up. He can do some of the stuff that Lacazette does, uh, which is potentially hold and link, link the play up well. Um, but, you know, that kind of diminished, didn't it, towards that, you know, the last few games that Lacazette played. He was just offering nothing. And the thing is, even when he does offer something, it's very one-dimensional. Um, whereas at least with catcher, you can mix it up. And I thought one thing that really impressed me with him was, um, you know, he really did go toe to toe with Kurt Zuma. He was a, you know, he's a fucking unit of a defender, of an absolute bastard, may we add. Um, but yeah, he's he's a, he's a unit. And I thought Eddie, you know, he, he you know he held himself well against him and played well, created some chances for himself. Was unlucky not to score, I think. I mean, there was that one chance where he put just past the post. When you watch the replay from behind him, you really think yeah, he probably should have scored. 
but again, you know, with that three points in the bag, um, it doesn't hurt you so much. Uh, and let's just hope he can tuck one away next week instead. Because, you know, I think all of our goals are going to be incredibly vital in the next four games. You know, going back to the defensive part, I did think Tommy would start, to be honest with you. Um, you know, because like if he was on the bench, you know, for the, the previous game before West Ham, I just thought, well, you're fit then, aren't you? Um, so it's just a case if he got his little bit of a run out. And then, yeah, he obviously came off. I think we all panicked when he did come off. Luckily, it was just cramp. So that's wonderful news. And then Tavares, a left back, as chaotic as he is, I think, you know, because, like I said in the pre-match point, because if Tommy does start, he gives us a bit more defensive solidity, you can get away with Tavares a little bit more. Um, he is mad, isn't he, as a player to watch? So I don't know what you not, think. Not the best of games, was it? Um, no. I saw I saw a few tweets which made me laugh. And it, I shouldn't laugh really, but, it, you know, people were saying that, that he is like the... the uh, um, the across a cross breed of uh, Andrew, no, the love child. That's it, the love child of uh, Andrew Santos and Emmanuel Abue. Um, a yeah. little bit harsh, I'm not sure. Um, if it certainly feels like it's going that way. Um, obviously, Rob Holden came in as well. Ben White, um, I think, yeah, was, that was, was, was sorry, it a, yeah, tight, a, a tight hamstring, but other than that, Brain, you know. It was pretty much, obviously, you know, Martinelli came back in for Smith Rowe. So there was a few little changes, but nothing massive, right? And and I personally felt, I felt, I felt quite confident, you know, you, and but the first thing I always do, you know, I was, look, I was up at the bench and, and I felt like, yeah, you know, we've got players who can come on it. You've got Lacazette, you've got Smith Rowe, mm. you've got, um, dare I say, Pepe. There are, there are people that can potentially, you know, change things if it's not going your way. Um, so getting into the game, it, it wasn't, it was a slow first half, wasn't it? I, we just, we looked quite lethargic you know, in the first 45 minutes, bearing in mind that the West Ham had a massive game on Thursday and they've got another game this Thursday. Um, they rested a few players. I couldn't tell you who. I don't really know what their strongest 11 is, but it di- it didn't feel like we were really at the races. We were getting to that final third quite a lot, but we, we just, we looked a bit rusty almost. Like the ball wasn't really sticking to our feet. We couldn't really find a way through. We get the goal. A uh, lovely header from Rob Holden. I you know, that well, was his first Premier League goal, by the way. Mental. I didn't even. I just thought I didn't think much of it when he scored. Like, yeah, brilliant. A good header, obviously. Was a good header with a great haircut, right? Well, the Aaron Ramsdale's comment. It's Did good. you see that? <laughs> yeah. Harsh but funny. But yeah, it, it was. It was. It was a nice header. It wasn't necessarily deserved. Massive sucker punch conceding right before our time, sort of out of the blue a little bit. And it it felt such a soft goal, almost like a training ground goal. Right, ball to the right, just clips it in almost sort of ball watching. Um, you know, the, the, your first thought, so, yeah, you know, VAR, is it offside? You know, fingers crossed, but, it, it, you know, it's stirred. Um, really disappointing. I know, I know Tavares sort of got a few powers for that. Yeah, I mean, you kind of covered it pretty well, mate, to be honest with you. It was really fucking poor half of football, let's be perfectly honest with you. Even from an Arsenal perspective, when you, you know, like we keep talking about lately, you put all the emotions into it. You were sat there thinking, this is a bit tame, isn't it? You know, this is a big game for us. Um, you know, like we said before the game, let's take it to them, you know, especially after they had the big game midweek. Uh, it just didn't materialise. And, you know, even some of the simple passes from even, you know, all of us really, even West Ham, like a lot of passes were being, you know, they were five yards you know, behind or ahead of players or just be getting intercepted. For, you know, really was a poor quality of game. And that nobody deserved the goal in that first half, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, their goal was better work than ours, but, you know, there were some question marks over 
many people to be perfectly honest with you, <laughs> over many people <laughs> there were, i mean there were though weren't there i mean you yeah no, okay because you know tavares for some reason ended up at center back question marks over that and then you look at you know no one's tight enough to to bowen i mean that's where i look at gabriel um you know get tighter and look you know the finish was lucky as well to be perfectly honest if it, if it doesn't hit gabriel it's an easy save for ramsdale to be perfectly mm. honest but look going in one one yeah, really fucking annoying to, you know, get ahead when you're not playing well. And then, I mean, we've also just missed out, though, because we've got into this awful habit in games lately, haven't we, where we score and then we just want to fucking concede one straight away. And if it wasn't for Ramsdale, who made a fantastic save for Declan Rice header, you know, just after we scored, it would have been the same story. But, you know, once you you make that save, you're like, all right, brilliant, you know, we'll, you know, we'll just ride that bit for a second, ride this little... West Ham wave that they're that they're creating, and then uh, get to half time one. Look, let's reset and go again. You know, to concede just before half time, we've seen it before. It's just never a great time to concede, is it? But again, with hindsight, we came out in that second half um, and scored pretty early. But yeah, overall, I think the first half was just fucking really quite boring. To be honest with you, it was it was uh, boring. It was boring. Like I found myself sort of disengaged at times, like sort of mm. looking at your phone, you know, having a chat, looking away from, from the screen. It wasn't, you know, one of those which your eyes are affixed to, to, to the screen. Um, second half, I think, like you said, we, we did come out a lot better. Obviously, it would have been much nicer to have, to have been 1-0 up going into mm. that second half. And it, that, that, that next goal was key. Um, really nice goal from Gabriel. Good header. To be fair, I think you know on the whole, I think I think I think had we have had a better centre forward, if we had a better centre forward at the club, I think we'd have won comfortably. Um, well, I didn't want to sort of touch on it too much at the start, but like yeah, I thought Eddie had some good chances. There was a few oh, moments. Indeed. There was a few times where he was he was running through, and I felt his shots were just very lacklustre, soft, very tame. Um, and I just think you could, like, there was, there was one particular one that he put wide that I thought you, you should have scored there. You, you've yeah, at least got definitely. to get it on target. Um, and there was a moment right at the end, I don't know if you noticed it, it's when Smith Rowe's running through um, and there's a big gap between the two defenders and I'm, and I'm watching screaming, run into that space. If you run into the space, you are through a goal and he just holds his run. I, I have no idea why. And then it goes to, um, not Tavares, it goes to Samuel Conga who just like skies it. <laughs> yeah, and like, I mean. you know, <laughs> not, not the best, not the best of, uh, of uh, shots, but for me, he's got, Eddie's got to do better there. He's got to ruin that space. Yes. I, like, no. I mean, just on that point, sorry to cut across you. I think if it's earlier in the game, hundred percent, I'm with you on that. I just think he did work hard. He must've been knackered or spent. I mean, I know you're a, you know, professional athlete, blah, blah, blah. But you know, when you put in the amount of effort, which he did do yes. And I did think he had overall a pretty decent game. Look, some of his shots were weak. Um, some of them he probably shouldn't have taken as well, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought there were some times when he shot when he probably had a player to, or someone in a better position or he was just mm. too far out. But, the, you know, the one in particular, which we touched on already and you just mentioned there was, yeah, that one where you he tries to curl it in the far post. That should be that should be back of the net, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, last, you know, last minute running. If he if he get if he didn't have it if he didn't have it in him then fair play um I've got no you know no qualms with that to be perfectly honest with you but as a fan when you're living on the edge because you know as well I think one thing that's starting to frustrate us a little bit and luckily it happened at United and it happened at Chelsea it didn't happen here 
didn't get that second goal just to calm us down and be like, yeah, it's in the bag. Uh, you know, it's, I think that was the one thing that made me, I know, you, I know you weren't, but I was really fucking nervous in that second half. There was a few moments late on. I always hmm. sort of have this, I have this theory that in life that I think we've had so much bad luck. I think surely today is not going to happen. We've had so much bad luck. We're not going to concede again. We're not going to sit. We're going to win this game. We're going to sit out. And, and we did, to yeah. be fair. Um, and like, I can't really think of many like real opportunities of West Ham had. There was a few, you know, don't get me wrong. There was a few, you know, there was quite a few times when they were whipping balls in. Um, and there were the, the ball was in and around the box. And it's always a bit mm. nervy, especially like with VAR and, and handballs. You always worry if it's going to clip a hand or whatnot. Or, you know, I don't know, there's a 50-50. There was the Ramsdale incident, which to be honest, at first I I thought I, I, I thought he took him out. You, you know, too. I thought and I think he's fouled him there completely and he's off. He's, and that's and that was it was it a one or no, I think it was it two one or one or that point. I think I think it was at two one because we did score yeah. pretty early, well, early yeah. enough in the second half. But I was like you, mate, to be honest with you, even when watching the replays, I'm like, well, he's as much as he dived. And it is a dive, right? There's no questions about that because there is no context, but or contact, sorry. But jumps he, out the, he jumps out of the way. Yeah. I think if he doesn't know, he's he probably smashed. wins the foul. So yeah, he he's probably got one eye on Thursday, though, hasn't he? He's thinking, I don't I want to glute him. 100%. And rightly so. Yeah, we did get away with one. And once again, it was on that, it was on that, that, the, the left side of Tavares. So mm-hmm. um, it, it, it is quite apparent that teams are going to target. Uh, Tavares, you know, it's and if we listen, we know it, other teams are going to know it, you know, it's it's not it's not rocket not science, rocket science now. <laughs> so, I, I do think that you know, Arteta does need to maybe look work on a solution. I, I don't know what he's going to do, but I think we do need to maybe shore that position up. It'll be really interesting to see what he goes with against Leeds, um, and I'm sure we can get into that, um, on mm. pre match point show, which uh, will be releasing later on in the week. Once as another plug, that's two plugs. One more, and I keep the match ball. The plugs, plugging our own podcast. Um, but no, I think you know. Listen, it like like I said before, it wasn't it wasn't a memorable game. Um, but I also what I what I really liked about the win though, it was kind of it was a bit of a a battle. You know, it wasn't it wasn't glamorous. We had to dig in, and we got the result. And I really liked that. Yeah, it was gritty, and I love that about this Arsenal team. And I I feel Mm. like. There was a lot. Of, what I also like about this team is like we're starting to wind people up a bit more now. You know, we're not taking nonsense, and I feel like that's a, you know, but we're on the right path, right? And when people are getting a bit, a bit bitter, a bit jealous, you feel like yeah, we're doing the right things, you know, and um, we're not necessarily a soft touch anymore. You know, there was there, what was that incident with Eddie and Kay at the end when Declan? I oh, loved it, loved it, because um, you could easily lip read what Declan Rice is saying. That always makes it a little bit more entertaining. Um, Declan Rice is one of those, you know, he's a great player, but sometimes just a bit of a wanker, isn't he? But then again, he's one of those you'd love to have in your side because he's got that grit um, and determination. But yeah, I just thought, you know what? I fucking it's one of those where you laugh quite a lot as an Arsenal fan because Eddie's obviously done something. I don't quite know what it was, probably holding up a bit of play or just, you know, like I think that's one of the things we've definitely introduced into our game is just this ability to be a little bit more street smart. I think Alan Smith in commentary touched on it and it's just, you know, slowing down the play, breaking it up when, you know, it is a fine, you know, fine margin game, which seems to be most of ours. Um, but yeah, that's something we've definitely developed. Uh, you know, Shaka does it, you know, goes down, stays down when we all know he doesn't need to. Yeah, I was, that, that's a great point. I, I was I've noticed that so much recently. Um, 
the only issue I have with it is as a fan, you're like, is he wasting time or is he genuinely injured? Like every time Saka goes down, my heart's in my mouth. Do you know what I mean? Like with that, we, we, we've got such a thin squad. I feel like the players should do like a sign to the fans, like a secret handshake that we know. Oh, no, no, they're just wasting time. I think I've picked up on what this is already, though, if I'm honest with you, because when Saka was with the, the physio, he's fully talking behind his hand, fully. Yeah. And I think you you don't want to be, you know, you're covering that for a reason. It's not an important conversation to do with tactics. Let's be perfectly honest with you. It's a they're case probably of, talking about the weather. They're probably, oh. What you yeah, they, listen, they listen to the <laughs> podcast, don't they? Like, God, I love talking about weather. We need to talk about the weather. But no, it's just, I think that's it. That for me is your your modern day footballer's clear indication that, or indicator that I, I, I'm definitely faking something here, lads. I mean, yeah. you hear it all the time. Like, I don't know if you ever listened to that that Peter Crouch podcast back in the day, which was hilarious. Um, but he used to, you know, you talk about it all the time. You know, if someone goes down injuries in the end, you'd run up to him and be like, you're right, mate. And they'd be led on the floor. Like, yeah, I'm fine absolutely fine you've seen other players laugh on camera when they go mm. down and get the decision uh, it's just part and parcel of the game whether you agree with it or not um you when agree it goes when it's your for team. you yeah it's it's an, it's a difficult one because don't get me wrong when it when it when it's against us you, you think what well, you know what, what a bunch of shit houses and it's morally it's not very it's not fair at all but yeah, and you sometimes you've got to play the game, right? And you can't be mm. enjoying them. Um, and I think in and the I, past, like we, we have been a bit naive in that sense, right? That's I think that's such a good good way to put it. If you can't be enjoying them, and I think that's exactly what we've gone and done. We've just gone, do you know what? We're joining everybody else. Because if everyone else can get away with it, why can't we? Yeah. I was asking, we don't get away with fuck all. And it's um, almost like the audacity, you know, how dare you? How dare yeah. Arsenal, you know, be be a threat again and start to you know start to grind out results. Um, I know. Any, any results is right. Anything else you want to add um, on I the mean, game? Any any notable any notable moments? There, there weren't. There, it really wasn't. Let's be honest. We said the first half was pretty poor. Second half wasn't great. I mean, look. I said I was super nervous. Obviously, more so in the second half, and that's just because you know, even though we did hold West Ham at arm's length, they didn't offer a lot of threat. They really didn't. But it's football. When you're one nil up or you know, one goal up, sorry, it's more of a case of they're just going to get something here. And obviously there's so much at stake for us. Um, you know, we it's great that we're confirmed back into Europe, full stop, uh, which was our main right, yeah. target great for the, news for the season. Um, but yeah, I, it's funny because I was listening to the Ask Us yesterday evening and I'm glad I wasn't the only one, but like James McNicholas, who we talked about um, the emotions in football and how he got to watch, he didn't watch the Man United game live, he watched it on replay and said how relaxing it was, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, if you take the emotion and you know the result, yeah, I'm sure it is a very different experience. But then he felt the complete polar opposite watching the West Ham game, which wasn't anywhere near as chaotic. But it's just that when it is one goal, and I found he he was like just coming up, he was like, you know, offering his missus cups of tea and stuff. He's like, and she was like, you don't want to watch the football, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, I'm all right. Because he just, he couldn't handle watching the game. And I found myself like that as well. So I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Like I, there was one point, I think we're about 70, 75 minutes on the clock. I was just starting hoovering, mate, the kitchen. And then the, the kitchen dining area where the TV set up. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is what I live for is watching football. But it's just so fucking stressful, mate, at yeah, times. I, I can relate. I, I, I we, we often have the conversations about me missing goals. I'm, yeah. I think I'm known for it. I'm always at the bar. And I think it maybe stems from just like subconsciously I'm nervous. And I'm like, I'm going to mm. go into the bar and miss the next five minutes and hopefully 
yeah, the other team don't score. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then I mean, I've never vacuumed though. Never, never can't say I've vacuumed during a game, but uh, there's still time, right? There's still. It was new for me, mate. Yeah, I was just, I don't know, mate. I get real like edgy. It's not as if I'm like biting, sitting there biting my nails. I'm just real like, fuck. You just, I think, and James said it. He's like, you're just wishing time to go by. I just want it to be the full time fucking whistle. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, ten, I think ten. Yeah. 10 minutes in life like goes by in a, in a flash but in a football game and it, and it, it sort of dragged on at the end like they didn't put the board up until about 91 I think mm. if, I, if I remember rightly so mm. but um, no listen we, we got it done wasn't pretty um, it, it was a massive win and it, it once again it put us in the driving seat um, four games to go never huge well, I don't want to dive too much into to the Leeds game because we'll talk about it on the pretty much mm. point there we go <laughs> that's, that's the third that's enough but it is a big weekend you know obviously we, we play Leeds Tottenham play Liverpool mm-hmm. it's an if, if the results go away it puts us right in the driving seat um, but yeah it really does we'll, we'll, we'll cross that path later on in the week shall we yeah yeah no absolutely yeah absolutely as much you know I could spew quite a bit about next weekend already uh, but yeah we'll, we'll hold it tight mate hold it tight all it time. Um, so one good, one bad for the week. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you. What do you want to go for first? The floor yeah, is yours, my friend. I've already kind of touched on my one good, um, you know, in the introductions and general chit chat earlier on. Uh, but it's just that you roast dinner. No, no, I mean, look, roasting. I don't have a roast dinner this weekend. They are phenomenal. Um, I mean, how's our barbecues though? Let's be perfectly honest with you. But no, just back to back bank holidays, mate. Brilliant. Absolutely yep. phenomenal. Um, more of those, please. Let's introduce more. Actually, let's just introduce a four-day working week. That'd be fucking brilliant, wouldn't it? So right, my... if, we, if, if we're wishing, let's have like a three-day working week. How many How many days? No days. Three-day. No days. No, no, no days, days and pay me my salary, bastards. <laughs> I, want, I want a salary over time. Double oh. pay on the weekends to work. Yeah. No days. Oh, that'd be the basically that's just winning the lottery, isn't it? Let's be honest. And there we go. So yeah. what's that's that's my one good one good. What's yours? I'm gonna go. I've got my it's still my Croatia holiday, mate. I'm so buzzing. Yeah, where Two are you weeks. going? I can't what, tell what you. How are you Is it after the foot? Oh, it's right on the uh, there, yes, I'm missing Newcastle. So I fly out on the on the Sunday, Newcastle's on the Monday. You're gonna but I've already I've, I've already yeah. said I'm I'm watching that. We're going to a bar and we're watching that game. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is like if it was start of the season, right? If you went on holiday in August, it's two, three games into the season, you're like, you know, what? yeah, I can fucking, mm. oh, yeah, yeah, fine, my love, I'll uh, keep you happy, and you know, we'll ignore football. But fuck that at the yeah. end of the season, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ! No, it's, like, it's fine. It's all. Good. It's in the planner. It's in the planner. Um, but yeah, that's my one good mate. I'm going away in a few weeks, and I'm absolutely ecstatic. We've also got a four day weekend this week, so that's all right, isn't it? And, I mean, I'm off yeah. to, and, and then I'm off to Tottenham away next week. Are you going Tottenham away? I'm going to Tottenham away. I was, I was, I was on the fence because just because of my bad luck with going to watch the Arsenal. I feel like I'm better. Well, I feel like I'm better. Stay at home for the love of Christ. I know. If you've got but bad luck going and watch Arsenal, everyone, uh, it's not all, all the time. All the lads are going there. So yeah, and it's it's the last away day of the season for me. Um, but yeah, that's my one good doing. Um, what bad for the week? One bad for the week um, is this morning, I've done that horrible thing where, you know, when you get a little bit older, you know, your body you starts sh- to f- do you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I can gladly say 
I've never shat myself. Um, not not today, was, anyway. Not to, not yet this week, this month, this year. But no, it's just as you get older, your body likes to remind you that you're getting older. Um, I've just slept a bit funny, mate. And now I've got you know when you got your neck hurts and you kind of feel like a bit like a fucking tin man, a bit like a robot. So when you have to turn and look somewhere, your, your shoulders have to kind of go with you. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, my neck hurts, mate, and I'm not happy about it. I know that's a bit of a weak, bad one for this week. He's got a neck ache. Calvin's got the neck ache. Got a neck ache. Pain in the neck, you are. Um, but also, but, yeah, like not a lot of bad shit's happened in the last week. It's always so good, we'll though, right? That. I like it. Um, What's so I'm going to keep my football related, actually. Um, even though I wasn't at the game on Sunday, like we all know what West Ham's ground is like. And I have to say, as football grounds go, what an absolute shithole of a football stadium. You're about 16 miles from the pitch. Between that the two tiers. Oh, it's horrendous. And then between the, t- the, the, the lower and upper tier, there's this like, massive area where you could fit a five or five football pitch in. It's literally like a rectangle space. Yeah. It is. And my friends were, they were in the upper tier and I got a few photos from them. And it, like, it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, it should come with a free, free telescope on every seat mm. or a pair of binoculars. Honestly, mm. I remember, do you remember back in the day, there was a, was it Football Italia on Channel 4? Yeah, Channel 4. And, I've, and I used to watch that on the Sunday morning uh, or whenever it was. And like there was all, and you know what the European grounds are like, very reminiscent of what West Ham's ground is now. Massive running track, miles from the pits. And I think, God, that's horrendous, you know, especially when you sort of compare it to like English grounds, very, very tight, very close to the field. We moan about the Emirates, but I, I never really feel that far from the action. We're, we are quite close to the pitch, really. Yeah, I think the only reason we get a little bit frustrated is when you look how close Highbury was. Fucking ridiculous, wasn't it? You were literally yeah. on the beach. But then again, uh, I think considering I don't know, you look, you look at how many how many how much media staff they have, like literally around behind the goals, and they have the mm. flags and all that jazz. So they need a bit of space. Don't get me wrong; I'd love to be a lot closer, but mm. I think it could be a lot worse. They definitely need to like West Ham Stadium is one of those that when you go past it, it does look cool, but. I mean, they've been in there. I mean, how long ago was the Olympics? 2012, wasn't it? About five years now. Was it 20? Yeah, longer than that. 2012, wasn't it? Nah. Longer 2012. Mm, yeah, but we they didn't move there straight yeah, away. Yeah, true. But I think, I, think they, is... I, think they, I think they left the bowling ground like 2016. Hmm. But it's just like, I think I said it to you before as well. It's just, why have they not come up with trying to redesign that bottom tier to, to fulfill the most space that they possibly can? Because it is fucking bizarre, mate. Like you just pointed out, because I think they are temporary sort of stands mm. that are in that lower tier. Um, and like you said, there's that massive space. Like there just seems to be the you know, one. I mean, look, it's only it's only West Ham. Uh, I know they're a London-based team. They do have a good following. They always have. Um, it's not as if they need to increase capacity. Let's you know, be perfectly honest. Um, mm. But I feel like they could just make it a better place when you think of how much it costs to go to watch football I don't want to like it's one of those grounds where you just think I, could, I would be better off watching this on the telly I can't see literally 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 um, yeah. and you know what I also hate about it is like behind the goals they have those massive screens mm. where that, that seat that, that's where seats should be not these huge massive boards it's just, it's just horrible it's mm. the horrible as, as modern football grounds go what a what a shithole Listen, Emirates is much nicer um, and I'm grateful that we don't play there. Just on the Emirates side, I'm going to be really intrigued to see uh, what it looks and feels like next season. Yeah, hopefully. I'm, I'm glad they're spending some money on it. It's, it's, been, it's, it's, it's much needed, right? And it, it's, it's tired, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is tight. There's need some TLC. A lot of the kind of uh, the outer facings are all sort of wearing away, and um, you know the concourses need a bit of tidying up. Half the seats have gone like a funny colour, right? It's, it's sun, isn't it? It's sun damage. It's fade. Yeah. Like if you've got a car without, you know, yeah. what, you have to put a special sort of protector on car paint. If you don't, fuck me. Do you notice it in a few yeah. years? Yeah, literally. So, yeah, comfy, com- comfy seats nonetheless, though. They're yeah, also... they remind me of the old North Bank seats. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think in summary, you know, I'm going to be really intrigued to see what the stadium redevelopment looks like, especially from the outside, because like I said, it's real tired looking. Um, but yeah, I think I, I much prefer a modern stadium like the Emirates than something like, you know, the London Stadium or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, you know, that, yeah, it's, it's just a fucking, it's a shit stadium, isn't it? It is. Absolutely shit stadium. Um, but anyway, that's that's enough on, on that. Uh, on that. Um, mm-hmm. sh- should we finish on, uh, on this day? Got a, I've got Absolutely. a very nice one today. So on this day. Sunday, 3rd of May, 1998. Arsenal beat Everton 4-0. But can you name the Arsenal 11 that played that day? The Arsenal 11 for that day. What a time to be alive. I remember always, it's funny, isn't it? Because this would be the first title, Arsenal one that I truly remember. Um, Mm. I remember I wasn't at the game. But I was up visiting family up in Yorkshire somewhere. I just remember being in the pub watching this. I was only, what? Jeez, I would have, 1998. Yeah, I would have been fucking, what, 12? 12 years old. Um, you know, being in, the, in Yorkshire with my Arsenal shirt on. Not, you know, not fully, because 12 years old, you, you, you get football, but the emotions aren't, you're not quite as intense as what you grow into, especially in your teenage years, for, for me anyway. You don't realise um, how, how, how important, the, these victories are you sort of take it for granted don't you when you're younger you don't realize the significance of these mm, of these wins yeah but i do remember being excited about it and i do remember being really happy uh with the result and how it went on to how and you know how it finished as well because obviously as i've told you my brother's a newcastle fan so that season you know as we were told you know we've got a very small age gap between us really being like you know i was 12 years 13 um watching the FA Cup final that particular season uh, to, for us to complete the double was fucking brilliant. Um, Not a anyway, bad season. It wasn't a bad season, right? And it, that's when things really, you know, took off for us as a club, isn't it? Um, yeah. That's where Arsene Wenger turned our club around, let's be perfectly honest with you. Um, yeah. Just made us into this... I mean, there's so well, many it, words you can use to describe which yeah. is brilliant. I mean. And yeah, anyway, back to the start on the level. Back to the 11th. Yeah, you've stalled enough. This is while he's Googling. Doing yeah, a bit I'm of Googling. Googling. Absolutely. Googling. Um, so so well, in goal. Know, was everyone's favourite goalkeeper, Manuel Almunia. Now obviously taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> we love that joke on this show, don't oh, we? I know. But no, it's... Um... <laughs> what are you going to go with Alex Manninger? Oh, well, I mean, he was around at this time. Um, yeah. But I think it was... Or was he around? No, it was a couple of years later he came in, I think, to be perfectly Maybe. honest with you. But anyway, the moustache, pre-ponytail, thank Christ. David uh, Seaman. David Seaman. Yeah, yeah, David Seaman. Obviously, centre-backs, Tony Adams, Martin Keown. Yeah. Is, this was the kind of, was it the last? No. It was coming to its tail end, the famous back 4-5. Um, but yeah, it, it got stretched out a couple of years, didn't it? So, left-back was uh, Big Nigel. Big Nigel. Nigel. Yeah. And then uh, Lee Dixon at right-back. Spot on. 
Mm. Five out of five. A solid start. Solid. Very, very, very solid. Um, in midfield, we had Patrick Vieira and also Emmanuel Petit, because this yeah. was the year that they went on to win the uh, the World Cup after this. Well, what a season that must have been for them, by the way. Yeah. Because um, I always remember there was a really cool photo for the kit launch, I think, the following year. But yeah, with, with the two trophies. Well, they had, hang on, they had three in the end, I think. Didn't we win the, because it was four, because it had the World Cup, Community Premier Shield, League, Community Shield, and the FA Cup. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. What a little run of a few months that would have been. So, yeah, that was that. And then we had obviously Mark Overmars, who was superb that season for us. Um, and then, you know, the workhorse, Ray Parler. The Romford Palais. The Romford Palais. Yeah. Cool. Are we going to get? Then, are we going to get eleven out of eleven? Here? This is be close. Possibly. Possibly. Um, up front, I think this is where it gets a little bit difficult. Actually, I'm mm. going to go. Burkamp was injured. I do remember this. I always remember. I don't know why celebrating in tracksuit bottoms. Um, <laughs> Dude, was he not, like, was he not doing a John Terry? Did he not come out in a full kit? <laughs> no, because he's not a full kit wanker, is he? Like John Terry. Um, what a knob. That's still one of the most ridiculous moments I've ever seen. What a wanker. Didn't he want even on the bench, was he? He was not, he wasn't even Fucking he was injured, awful. wasn't he? Yeah, something stupid. Like if you're on the bench, fair enough, but Fucking what what a cunt. Anyway, uh, let's not get sidetracked talking about that wanker for too long. Um up front, I'm gonna go super Nick and Elka. Yep. Because he was on fire. I'm gonna go thing outside the box for this one. Well, you're giving me clues. Yeah. Jesus, think outside the box. Okay. 1998. Oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, there's a certain player that springs to mind. We scored a really big goal in an FA Cup semi-final that season. And that's Christopher Ray. Correct. Full house. Full house. 11, I mean, look, I don't think 11. I would have gone Christopher Ray without that, that little clue, to be perfectly honest with you. I was feeling generous. I, I wanted you, you to were. get full house, mate. Where's that come from? Um, though? Because you love throwing me under the bus. Ah, it's in a good mood, isn't I? Yeah, he's a giver. Um, yeah, I'm a giver, not a taker. Um, <laughs> we, well, off the not, bench not... <laughs> he's blue Alan he's blue <laughs> yeah he's, he's taking off a turn the, off, the, off the bench we had Steve Bowl, David Platt and Ian Wright so there we Ian go Wright. on this day Ian Wright's last season this was Ian Wright's last season wasn't it yeah he went to West Ham unfortunately oh, weird in the he summer he also played for Celtic yeah. as well didn't he weird. oh yeah I always forget yeah. about that one as well I mean it's hardly but yeah. Before, yeah good work mate not bad. I think, yeah, that's that's pretty solid, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I'm pretty happy with that because, like I say, it's a long time ago. Um, but also, it's just, you know, it's another iconic team, isn't it? It's a double-winning team. Um, but when you actually look at some of the players we had, again, this is what we did. And it kind of feels similar in a way. Like, we're not signing superstars right now. Um, you know, we don't we don't sign superstars. We make them. Is a famous quote, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, at the Arsenal, um, and I'm happy for that because when we spend big money, it doesn't usually go too fucking well, does it? <laughs> so I'd rather not. Um, you know, if you look at our record signings over the years, none of them really ended very well, uh, to be honest with you. So yeah, but look on that bombshell. Shall we? Shall we call it? Shall we end the show? End it. End it. All right. Well, look, as always, we would just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. 
and we hope you've enjoyed it. If you do enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. We really would greatly appreciate it. If you would like to follow either of us on the social media platforms, you can do so. Steve, he can be found on both Twitter and Instagram at in the clock end. Myself, you'll find me on Twitter at underscore the arse underscore and Instagram at the Arsenal shirt. Uh, we'll be back with another podcast later this week for our pre-match pint against Leeds, if you didn't hear that already. So please keep an eye on our social media feed for the next podcast. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.